Blog Talk Radio. And they have the Christian party, but 
uh, at least he has enough sense to figure out that hey, you ain't you gonna read, you gonna uh, take legislation, you gonna read it like the Patriot Act. They didn't read the Patriot Act; they just ran the stool. Uh, oh, we just gotta save ourselves. We just gotta uh, hurry up and get this bill through before the world, the sky falls. You know, or the seven hundred million dollar bill that they threatened Congress with martial law. Oh, let's, we're gonna have to threaten y'all with martial law, so we're gonna have to stay late and shut the doors, which they only did like four times in history. So they shut the doors and 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 in secrecy. In secrecy, they want to pass these laws uh, so it can save America from its, its shackles of what? Them? <laughs> oh, my goodness. We, we have the uh, insurgents sitting in Congress. <laughs> we have enemies sitting in Congress. But as a Christian, I, I mean, I'm practicing and knowing how to keep my mouth shut about a lot of things going on. But as far as warning y'all, uh, well, when it's a threat to the to the Christian way of life, or even a mirror effect of the Christian way of life, that the law is there. And it's, it's given to the average citizen so your next door neighbor will be safe from you. If you decide you want to go off on the next door neighbor or your wife or your husband. So the law is put there to protect citizens. So when when Congress decides it wants to change the law um, we ain't gonna sit up here and and think about uh, what laws are they changing. We don't know. So if they slapping through a, if they slapping through a, a environmentalist bill that slaps regulations that Ronald Reagan tried to cut back on the regulations. Now they slapping regulations regulations back on. A small uh, imagine small companies trying to grow. And you slapping carbon taxes on them, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt them. Okay. So um, we are uh, a nation of uh, uh, this nation. The, the it's supposed to be. Um, for the people, by the people, um, and taking the people's interest at heart. Uh, so we, are, as a nation, function so well because we were able to uphold honest to goodness equal laws for everybody after the Civil Rights Movement. This computer is tripping out. So, um, while we're sitting, um, looking at Michael Jackson, we're going to be getting taxed more 
next year. Like, from what I've heard, uh, one of my shows that I was listening to in the car, we're going to be getting taxed another $1,500 a year per family. So that's just an undercut. I heard I heard another number that was higher than that. But um, that's a lot of money compared to, I mean, we, we're already getting waxed right now. And then the gas prices are going back up. So not only are they slapping regulations and new bills in office to make our bills go up, our bill go up, electric bill, now they're trying to table rattle Iran and, and North Korea and Pakistan and China. I mean, one of these days our time is going to run out. You can't bully people. I mean, to me, Obama, President Obama is doing okay, not really saying anything, but the pressure from the Congress and the House and the pressures from other leaders that for him to say something because he's the leader of the so-called free world, Patriot Act free world. Um, as a Christian, do you, does Romans chapter 12 make you literate? Can you actually say something to a point where you're saying, okay, you're doing wrong? Go back the other way? So the way they treat us with Romans chapter 13, and I mean they as far as the church world and other people who are not in the church world who wants to uphold this standard that we can't say anything about the president. Now, if you rebel against the government, you're wrong. Because God put him there. But God put Adolf Hitler there in that case. So when do we say, okay, Adolf Hitler, you're going too far? How do, how do the Christians know to go to, how, do, how does Israel know to go to Petra in the tribulation period? You know, Petra with the rocks that hide, they hide them from the Antichrist. How do they know to go to Petra? To hide from the Antichrist. What did they just sit there and did a Romans chapter 13 on them? Oh, we got to submit to the. Per- oh. Now, if you get caught, the Bible says they should be hit, beheaded for the witness of Christ. So if you get caught, you're going to get beheaded. But if, are you going to turn yourself in? Because, oh, yes, right. I forgot about Romans chapter 13. Oh, what? No, I'm, I'm glad there's some Christians that don't take that all the way serious. I believe that you should respect your president, but if if he's doing something wrong against the the, the commandments of God, or you want to say the way, if he's threatening the way of life that we had, and we know better as Christians that if you turn your back on Israel, you're going to get slapped, more than slapped. Or... If you are the head and you're the te- and not the tail, you're okay. But if you're the tail and that and and somebody else is the head, like China, who owns our bonds, what do you do? So when you see a president saying, "Okay, 
we're going to come up. I'm going I'm to change. Change can be going down the street nude. Change can be me taking a, a rock and throwing it in my neighbor's window. That's change. Change can be me just... I won't go there, but change change can be changing the weather patterns. You have a sunny day one day, and the next day you have tornadoes. That's change. So when somebody's saying, We're gonna, I'm going to change, who you want to change that we can count on? What is change? For real. I don't want to hear somebody saying, you know, I'm going to change the nation. I'm going to, I'm going to change the nation, and I'm sick and tired of this, and I'm sick and tired of that. Well, if you're going to change the nation, okay, this chat room is up, but I don't know if anybody's going to be in it. I doubt it. So if somebody want to come on in the chat room, that's fine with me. God bless you. Now I just got to find my switchboard. But uh, change is, is anything. Change is not always good. I'm going to try to make this uh, move. I don't even know how to uh, take over the line anymore. But anyway, uh, change is uh, anything. So I lost my train of thought because I was trying to mess with this. Uh, I came to gum and walk at the same time, so I apologize for this. I try to get these shows up a lot earlier. Um, but when you saber rattle another country, uh, you you don't you're not you don't be quiet for a while and then everybody starts saying well he's a president he needs to say something he needs to say something to Iran the uprising and and then all of a sudden you just come as a you know attack him like a pet bull you're gonna pick somebody off we already we already uh, pushing the um, Pandora's box open. Okay, I'm going to see if I can find this uh, tape that I just put in here. I, I was uploading something when I took turned the computer off, and I don't think I see it. But I'm going to try to upload it again because this is in alphabetical order. But if anybody's out there want to call in, uh, that's fine with me. Uh, I love to chit-chat with you. Um but uh, I was gonna, I'm gonna continue uh, with Ezekiel 38 and 39, um, and that is that piece of scripture is more uh, important than ever. The days we're living in, and uh, once again, Persia is staying in the news and. 
like somebody's there trying to help you stabilize Iran to make them easier, easy hit for an attack. Somebody's trying to destabilize Iran and make them easier for a hit. And uh, that hit must pretty much coming around the corner pretty soon. Uh, I'm going to take off. Uh, so I'm in Ezekiel 38 right now, and I'm going to go ahead and start off at uh, verse 14. Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say unto Gog, Thus saith the Lord, in that day when my people of Israel dwell safely, there's that word again, shall thou know it? Now, there is no peacefully here. It's just faithfully. So, if there's no peace and safety here, uh, the day of the Lord should come as a thief in the night, for when they holler peace and safety, then total destruction should come upon them. So, the tribulation is the day of the Lord. So, when they holler peace and safety, peace and safety, so right here, they're just saying safe, safely. Shall thou not know it? So, they're dwelling right now safely. Now, what can happen is, a small scale war, which is still going to be big, a war that that will be in the Middle East. Uh, uh, that will uh, cause Israel to have to sign a temporary peace agreement, and the temporary peace agreement uh, could be the precursor to the Antichrist confirming a covenant. So if there is no covenant there now, uh, the Antichrist can come along and confirm a covenant with many. It says for one week. Um, so, continuing on, it says, and thou shalt come from thy place out of the north parts, down many people with thee, all of them riding upon horses, a great company, and a mighty army. Now, Russia is one of the biggest uh, trainers or owners of horses. So not only could Ezekiel been riding this anciently where he didn't realize what tanks were or whatever, or it could be that they actually were riding horses so they can't be picked up because on radar because not only he says that they should come uh, as a cloud to cover the land, but they can also be on the ground as a cloud to cover the land with horses. So keep that in mind. And verse 16, thou and it says, and thou shalt come up against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days, and I will bring thee back against my land, that the heathen may know me. When I shall be sanctified in thee, O God, before the eyes. Okay? So, God, God is saying that the world, that, that people will know who he is. And he's going to reveal himself to mankind. And this war is going to be a way he's going to do it. Because evidently in this war, it's, it's sort of like a, a, a revelation outside of the tribulation period because the 144,000 Jews well first of all notice that hey the, these people that call themselves the church there's a lot of people vanished wow so 
all of a sudden, not only did God protect us, uh, he protected us. Now we must realize that, hey, this is the person that he said was, that Jesus was the Messiah. Verse 17, there said the Lord God, Art thou he of whom I have spoken in old times by my servants, the prophets of Israel, which prophesied in those days many years that I would bring thee against them? Verse 18, And it shall come to pass at the same time when God shall come against my, my land of Israel, said the Lord God, that my fury shall come up in my face. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there should be a great shaking in, in the land of Israel. Here's why I think the rapture takes place once again. A lot of y'all probably disagree with me, but I think uh, this is sort of like uh, Sodom and Gomorrah when God took uh, them out at the same time, simultaneously, it started to rain uh, fire. Verse 20. So the fish of the sea and the fowls of the heaven and the beasts of the field and all creeping things that creep upon the earth and all the men that dwell upon the face of the earth. Now you notice it's all the men and it's all over the world. So you see everybody in the world is shaking at the same time. So if you got some graveyards somewhere, I'm pretty sure these graves are going to be popping open. It says that this, it says the earth shall shake at my presence, and it says in Thessalonians, for the Lord Himself shall descend from the clouds with a loud shout, and the voice of the archangel, the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So is His presence somewhere in the stratosphere? It says the whole world shall shake at His presence. It's just my speculation. Anyway. And the mountains shall be thrown down, and, and the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground. Now, is every wall going to fall to the ground? They're going to be having a lot of buildings. It's the house I'm sitting in. That means every wall is going to be falling down. So I don't, I don't know if that's every wall or every wall in Israel. Okay. So, and I will call for a sword against him throughout all my mountains, says the Lord God. Every man's sword should be against his brother, and I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood, and I will rain upon him and upon his band and upon the many people that are with him an overflowing rain of great hailstone, fire, and brimstone. Now, doesn't that sound familiar? So, doesn't that sound like Solomon Gomorrah? Let me read that again. Starting in the middle of verse 22. And upon the many people that are with him, an overflowing rain, and a great hailstone, fire, and brimstone. Wow. That sounds like Sodom and Gomorrah. So is Lot leaving the city? He took the, took Lot out the city, and his daughter and his wife looked back. 
So there ain't no more lot in the city, so the city's gone. So what's happening right here? I mean, God is destroying the armies that come against them simultaneously of taking his church out. So that's how the 144,000 Jews knew and were able to come to faith because of this. And it says in verse 23, There is what I magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I am the Lord. So the Lord is going to reveal himself to the nations. God is going to reveal himself to the nations, and the nations will know that he is God. And that's gonna be the biggest thing in the world that all the all the, the the nations are gonna know that God is uh with his people. Okay, so I I missed the caller, uh so I apologize for that. Um I didn't really advertise this show at all, so I kind of like, I need to get out of that. I need to just say, okay, I'm going I'm to use a set day where uh, I'm going to have these shows, and that's, that's that. But I just enjoyed the show so much that um, I really don't, uh, I'm, I really don't have a set uh, schedule yet for any of the shows because I'm like this is kind of it's fun so um, what I'm going to be doing uh, in the near future starting a show called The Common Salvation and um, with The Common Salvation I would like to talk about um, a closer walk with the Lord um, with this show, I like to remain talking about even going in further into prophecy because you know, I'm, I'm sort of tunnel vision because I'm not talking about the mark of the beast or um, I'm not talking about the European Union or um, who I think the beast is that's coming out of the sea. I'll tell you this, and uh, you might not... Uh, believe it but uh, I believe that the anti uh, I believe that the uh, beast that comes out of the sea is actually a Mediterranean Union I don't believe that it's um, I don't believe that it's a uh, uh, the European Union by itself because if you look at um the second chapter of Daniel is a statue uh, that Daniel had a dream about a statue. And um, let's just go straight to the toes. The toes are it's two toes. So the Roman Empire was divided. If you look at the thighs, which represented the, the Roman, the legs that represented the Roman Empire, was split into two. Constantinople was one of the capitals, and Rome itself was the other. And the um, and the uh, new Mediterranean Union 
it's going to be uh, the Middle East will be a portion which with with Africa will be the right foot, so to speak, and the left foot will be the European Union. Um, and the Antichrist will come out of a revamped Syria, or he will be placed in charge of uh, Syria to run Syria. Now, now the West has just uh, put a person from Lebanon. They just put a uh, pro-Western leader and to run Lebanon. So um, the West has this way of putting people in charge, and I think that's what it's trying to do. The CIA is trying to do this undercover, is, and, and Iran is they trying to change the leadership and put a, a, a pro-Western uh, puppet in there so they can maneuver him and control him, and then sooner or later make him the enemy, kind of like they did Saddam Hussein. It's funny how Roosevelt can have a nice little picture of Saddam Hussein that nobody seems to take it seriously. It's all fun and games until you you end up getting four four thousand uh five thousand soldiers killed, uh military personnel killed and millions of Iraqis killed. It's all fun and games. Until it comes back on you. God um, going to reveal himself in the next couple weeks, months. When I say months, when I say months, I mean I mean like 18 months to 3 months. Um, I don't mean like, you know, 36 months. Of course, it could happen in 36 months, but I don't, I, I think things are going to really go at fast pace. I think things are going to speed up. Now, my, uh, my show is kind of slow paced tonight because I, I kind of, um, Trying to think of where to go, and I'm trying to get, I'm trying to lean on the Holy Spirit to get, give me a uh, way to go. And uh, sometimes he's trying, he tries to get me to go in in a way, and I'm not sure if it's him or not. And I sort of uh, really drag my voice, and I have to. That's something I have to work on. But um, I want y'all to hear a little of this. I'm going to stop it in the, in the course of the middle, but I want y'all to hear a little bit of this Jude, the book of Jude. Uh, take a listen to this, and then I, I'm going to kind of tie it into Ezekiel 38 and 39. Just listen to a little of this. The General Epistle of Jude. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, 
turning the grace of our God into lavishness, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day, even as Sodom and Gomorrah, and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication, and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. But these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally, as brute beasts, and those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gainsaying of Kor. These are spots in your feasts of charity, when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds. Trees whose fruit withereth, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame. Wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints, to execute judgment upon all, and to give... I want to stop it there. Wow. Uh, do you hear that last part where he says that the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints? Where did he get them from? Uh, I believe that the word saints... Gyrate through history, the the set apart ones. (laughs) So in the Old Testament, they were set apart for God. In the New Testament, they were set apart for God. In the Day of Grace, they were set apart from God. And believe it or not, in the tribulation period, there should be some that who are set out apart from apart to God. Now. Just because, now, let me ask you a question. When did the church first appear? The church first appeared on the day of Pentecost. So Jesus said, I shall build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So if he built his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, it was called church. So to still today, it's called church, the church, or the body of Christ. So when somebody says, well, don't you see that the Antichrist will frustrate the saints? See, the church is still here. Be careful with the words you speak, because if you if you, if you actually sit down and think about it, you'll probably come to the conclusion that the church is not here. Saints, people in the church is called saints. 
people outside of the church is they are not they're not called saints. I mean, they not people people outside of the church they are called saints. Excuse me, but they're not part of the church. So the people that was before Pentecost was not a part of the church. And then when you get to Matthew 24, and it says he should send the angels to gather his elect. How did you get church out of that? So he's, Jesus is talking to his disciples when they asked him, what should these things be? What should be the signs of the end of the age? He was talking, the church is not there yet, into Acts chapter 2. So how do you get church? How is he talking to the church when he when he's actually using the word elect? You don't get it. Okay, now, when you're looking at Ezekiel 38 and 39, There, there is a pattern that's going on with the book of Jude. The book of Jude stands outside of uh, Revelations. It's the book before Revelations. Why is that? It's, it's sort of an introduction to things that will be happening before Revelation start and and the Antichrist comes and chapter six was a bow for no arrow, but before that someone is setting up his church, the Antichrist's harlot church. They're setting it up, so that's why you have these books like Purpose Driven or The Shack. And this is why you have preachers saying, um, "If I wish I had a holy machine, holy ghost machine gun, I'll blow your head off." Or, or if Jesus was not God, you know, he was, you know, sounding more and more. You got these preachers out there sounding more and more. Or you, you get them on Larry King, and they say, and you say, uh, uh, "So how how do you get to heaven?" Or there's many ways to get to heaven. How do you figure that? So you've been preaching all this time. You've come this whole whole way. You've 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 measured the house, seeing how much money it's going to cost, but you were not able to finish because your doctrines got screwed up. Now, the the Book of Jude covered this. They even speak evil of dignitaries. Satan, get out of here! Without even mentioning Jesus Christ's name. So they so they gonna use Jesus Christ's authority separate from him. You can't use Jesus' authority separate from him. I command you, get out of him. So you're gonna you you're strong enough to tell the demon to get out. You speaking evil of dignitaries, which that's what it meant. You speaking evil of Satan uh Satan or his the fallen angels, you're saying, get I I mean, I watch some of these channels, and I'm trying to be careful. 
Um, but I've watched some of these channels, TBN, things like that. <laughs> I'm trying to be careful. And these guys get on here and say some of the weirdest things. But then you have to go on. You have to actually go on YouTube and look it up because they don't always come out and say anything bad. But I can swear I can watch some of these shows, and it'd take them like an hour to mention Jesus. So you've been on for like an hour, and you just y'all just put on the show. Oh, we got a praise it, Don. We got to put on a show for you. Lots of singing. Lots of this, lots of that. But if you really want to break down some of these guys, go on YouTube and just punch their name in. You can break them down. You have to be tough, though. Because you have to go to the Word of God, and then you have to, you have to decipher the Word of God for yourself. Okay? So, prior to... The tribulation, it says that many antichrists have come. There's some among us. So the antichrist, the antichrists are among, from among the church. They're inside of the church. So if you were Satan, wouldn't you sit them inside the church? You don't necessarily have to put them outside of the outside of the church. You put them inside the church. It works every time. So Ezekiel thirty-eight puts it's before the tribulation period. So what's going to happen is. Some of these churches that you, you you see on TV are make, ready to make the transformation over to the New Age type of church. These these guys are ready. They're already saying, I'm going to put on one of the shows and I might lose some people. But some of these guys say some of the harshest things. Or some of the weirdest things. And then they try to get away with it. But I'm going to start it. I'm going to have a series on false prophets and things like that. So there is a correlation. Because the reason why I'm saying there's a correlation with Jude and Ezekiel 38 and 39. Oh, actually 36, 37, 38, 39. Those are prior to the tribulation period. Jew talks about how the church how the church is going to be in the last days. Okay. But uh on my next show I would like to, I'm probably going to let y'all hear a video of these guys uh crying or these ladies ladies and guys crying for trees. I mean they literally sit up here crying. <laughs> How about trying to cross with some kid who's getting aborted? And then they got the nurse to say on this this uh, report that um, the world is twisted because we used to be able to have candlelights instead of lights and all of this 
stuff, and you're saying everybody else is twisted because some trees happen to be knocked down. You're twisted because you would be the same one go vote for Barack Obama. If you're going to make that big of a enough point to sit down and cry for some trees, why don't you make a bigger a bigger mess and say, you know what, I'm not going to vote for a Democratic president. Of course, you're still going to have abortion anyway, so you might as well don't vote for nobody. You might as well go ahead and find you somebody that's because uh, there's some extra dudes out there. You might as well just go ahead and give them your vote, even though you know they're not going to win. Because at least God knows. God knows that uh, he knows what you're voting for. But he says my people perish for lack of knowledge. That's also distorted knowledge. But at the same time, Satan has blinded the eyes of men so they can't see. So Satan's blinded the eyes of men and women that they can't see that President Obama loves abortion. They can't see that George Bush still has abortion. He still has, after eight years, well, George Bush, is he pro-abortion? Is he? What difference does it make? He's still going to keep abortion. I hate that. Well, he's running, or he's pro abortion, but that's what you you sound like. Just because he's pro abortion and we finish all eight years, we still have abortion. Who cares if Ronald Reagan was pro abortion or uh, anti abortion, against abortion? Who cares if. George Bush is anti-abortion. Who cares? They still, we still got abortion. Just like y'all crying for the trees, y'all crying for women's rights. So what if we make a new rule tomorrow that men have the right, or women have the right to burn their husband in the bed? Oh, that's a fine rule. You got to get your husband burnt up because you're tired of being around him all the time. Well, we can just burn the bed up to the week and just put a little thing in his food so he'll just fall out and won't wake up and we burn the bed up. So that'd be like uh, 21st century type of thing where you blurvation. We call it blurvation. We just burn the husband up. You know, instead of abortion, blurvation, we just burn the husband up in the bed. I mean, heck, if somebody came out and said rocks were worth $500 each, I mean, it's what the population says. It's what the populace says. It's what the populace believes. That's why people are gonna, it's going to be so hard for people to get to heaven. Because everybody wants to follow like a bunch of cattle over into the ocean, fall over the hill and the mountain, and break their neck. Following everybody else. Oh, that's vote for Obama. That's vote for Obama. That's why Doggo. That's why the Book of Jude speaks to this stuff happening in the last days. Even the church is not standing up. The church ain't standing up for nothing. That don't mean the gates of hell prevailed against it. The right church is doing what they're supposed to do, preaching the gospel. But who's going to stand up for the, the the unborn child? 
thanks, thanks be for the church that it hasn't gotten worse faster a long time ago. Because like I talked in a prior show, <coughs> the judgment of God is coming. Big time. And uh, I'm running out of time, but I believe it's very quick. And I say that almost on every show. This show is going to be different, a lot different. And I was going to go ahead and start doing the news. And probably pretty soon, since I moved to this premium package, I'm probably going to start having guests on my show. And uh, also, I'm going to start, uh, I've already gotten the radio program uh, sign up on. It's already ready to go. It's called The Common Salvation. And that's why I played the book of Jude, too, because they talked when they first started off about a common salvation. And that's the most important thing, is that this common salvation uh, be preached to the ends of the world for witness to all that God um, will show himself strong to a to us. So uh, I just muted myself and don't ask me why. But I'm gonna uh, next time I'm gonna use my uh, I don't want to use the phone. I'm gonna use my uh, microphone or my headset. Uh, but uh. Uh, I pray for everyone out there. This has kind of been sort of a lamer show than the other rooms because I'm I'm, I'm sort of uh, was I, I was going to go in one direction and then everything got swing back to the, another direction. So um, I'm going to read the book of uh, uh, Ezekiel 39 on my next show. Um, and it gets really gruesome after this. Um, I do believe that the Ezekiel 38 39, that the Antichrist will come uh, to bring peace to the earth for a total of seven years. And then we're going to get to the seven years in um, Ezekiel 39, where it talks about it takes seven years to burn the weapons. So this guaranteed not only will the Satan what it says safety minus the peace, it also talks about it should take seven years to bury the, burn the weapons. And uh, I don't know why people miss over that one. Uh, and they just go right over it. And if we were uh, going to see. Uh, the real truth, then we know that that God has a uh, plan for the church in these last days to get the word out. That's about it. That's the strongest plan ever is to get the word out, get your family saved, because there's going to be a lot of people who even listening to my radio program uh, don't wait until the last minute and try to get your family saved. Start talking to them now. Uh, tell them, tell them, you know, 
we, no one knows the day and hour. However, it doesn't mean no one knows when it's at the door. And the Word of God, the Bible talked about uh, no one's going to know, uh, but you're going to know, and no one's, no, no, no one's going to know the day and hour, but you're going to know when it's at the door. And I truly believe that. I truly believe that we got to know what's going on. But I think it's going to get very bad. I think it's going to get unimaginably bad, where a lot of people didn't think it would get that bad that fast. I mean, really bad. So, um, God bless everybody. Uh, uh, Hopefully to be more um, organized uh, and uh, for my next show, I to be more organized because I was, that kind of got me when my computer just got hung up and I was like, oh man, so now I got to call on the phone. I just got the premium package today, so I was able to use my microphone and my uh, my microphone and things, and now I'm not able to use anything. So I'm trying to look at something right here. I want y'all to listen to a little Linda LaRouche, and then I stop in and and then I come back and talk. Hold on, I got six minutes left, so just listen. If you go with a bailout, you're going to destroy the United States in short order through hyperinflation. The bailout is intrinsically hyperinflationary. The only reason that anybody in their right mind would even think of supporting this bill is because they're scared. And we need a Gideon's army to pull through the reform. And some of you are biblical scholars, you know what I'm talking about. You have to take all the people who are cowards, who will not step up to the plate, as they say, on this issue, and say, okay, dear coward, we're taking over. We're leaving. Now, the danger here, of course, is that you're going to have a French Revolution problem, as I said, inside the United States. You now have and some of these idiots, and even even my friendly friends out there, who say, please, please be cautious, let this bill go through so they won't shoot us. That's what they're saying. They're saying that behind the Bush administration there are people who would actually use U.S. troops to shoot down people who want to put the holes this bill. Okay, that was Lyndon LaRouche. Uh, and he made a lot of sense. Uh, trust me, it, it is uh, <clears throat> it is uh, plans to use the military against the United States citizens. Uh, and it, trust me, the Red Dawn scenario or the thief in the night, you ever seen the thief in the night where you got the police officers, like sort of a draconian um, law? Well, imagine 
the Third Reich or Germany all over the world instead of just in one centralized area, which was Germany. Imagine it all over the place. Okay. That won't be good at all, will it? Okay. Um, but God bless all y'all. Um, like I say, uh, the next show uh, will be back to normal, hopefully. I got uh, kind of sidetracked. Um, and then there, when there were times I wanted to go into a specific thing and say a you know, specific thing, uh, I got sort of, I don't know, I, I'm pretty sure it's like God just getting me not to go that way. He's trying to get me to stay on course. But let me look so y'all listen to Eisenhower right quick. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Good evening, my fellow Americans. We now stand ten years past the midpoint of a century that has witnessed four major wars among great nations. Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry. American makers of plowshares could, with time and as required, make swords as well. But we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. How to do this? Three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. Now this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We recognize the imperative need for this development. Yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, resources, and livelihood are all involved. So is the very structure of our society. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizen can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper together. Sounds like he had a crystal ball, doesn't he? Well, we we have uh, we still have a, a war in Iraq, and we still have a war in Afghanistan. And uh, the more things change, the more things stay the same. Um, things ain't uh, gotten any different than they were when he took office. Uh, when Bush first took office, is the same as it is right now. Uh, so. Uh, when we uh, get our eyes set on a human being, it doesn't work, does it? I saw you. Know, have a nice day.
God bless.